guys, what's going on? Welcome back to the Kingdom Bringer Podcast. Merry Christmas. You're listening to the special Christmas Day edition, the best of season two episode. This is going to be a blast. I had such a great time going back and listening to all these. It's a celebration. Let's be honest. This is a celebration of uh, 51 episodes now total. We had 26 episodes this season and met some really cool people, had some awesome guests on here, put out some quality content, if I don't say so myself. We launched the blog this year. We launched Beth Packard's podcast. We launched Michael McIntyre's Next Level podcast this year. It's been a great year, and this was just so awesome to go back and celebrate. I hope you guys enjoy this as much as I did. Celebrate with me. Merry Christmas. I want to quickly remind you guys to go back right now and subscribe to the podcast if you don't. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, subscribe to it. Google Podcasts, subscribe to it. Spotify, follow us. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel if you do that. Don't forget to check out KingdomBringer.com. I'm so thankful for you guys. Enjoy the episode. Hey, what's going on? Welcome back to the Kingdom Bringer podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is a busy, busy season right now, but it's so good. I feel like the Lord's giving me options. I feel like the Lord's giving me things that I can do. He's actually giving me permission to like choose them. I think as parents, it's easy to, to think if we see our kids mess up or if we see our kids go astray that we've done something wrong. But man, this verse, is, is it's clear when it says, train your children up in the way they should go and when they are old, they will not depart from it. That's a hope verse. We have freedom to to read that verse, to absorb that verse, and have a hope. Really, no matter what decisions they make in their life, the training that we brought up, like the kingdom process of parenting, is going to bear fruit. Because this is something, too. The enemy cannot stop the kingdom. So what he comes and he tries to do is, he tries to copy it and twist it. He tries to take things in the kingdom and counterfeit them. And he twists them. Because in the in the flesh, in the physical, it's all about what you can see. Right? But us kingdom bringers, living by faith, is actually going after the things that we can't see. Earl Segui the third. What's up, man? How are you doing? I am great. I am so happy to be out here. It's unbelievable. From having the mindset of fitting in. Of course, I tried to fit in with the wrong crowd. I got myself into some things that no fifth grader should be doing. And by the time middle school came, that's when choir came about. I had to make a decision, you know, because I was out there trying to fight and, you know, do these things that I just don't do. You know, it just was going completely against the grain of what God had planted in me since I was young. You know, once you get saved, you know, God still has to prune some things off of you, you know. And so, you know, I had given my life to Christ. I was in a a situation where I was afraid and I knew only God could get me out, but I still needed work. I didn't just become 
just this super holy guy like right after I got saved. So over the period of time, I see my life progress and change into something better every single day. Every single day, I kid you not. And every year throughout high school, from ninth grade to 12th grade, I've seen a progression in my life that only God did. But living a life of worship is ultimately me just walking with God every day, talking with him, you know, just everywhere I go. You know, I'm not just saying like hallelujah every step that I take. I'm literally just walking with the joy of the Lord as my strength and just remembering that God is with me, you know. Scott, what's up, man? What's happening, my dude? It's been a while. It has been a while. Yes. I uh, was hoping to get you in here. I'm glad I did. What, um, what's the biggest, the biggest change for you right now? Uh, I think probably Monday I'm, I'm going back to work outside the church. That's wow. probably the biggest change really that's happening with us right now. How do you carry kingdom in the unknown? How do you um, portray what you believe when you really don't know what the next step is? Here's the thing. If we're constantly living for the kingdom of righteousness and seeking that, you better believe that there's going to be opposition against you. I'm not saying to give the enemy any more attention than he deserves. But what I'm saying is have a healthy respect to know that he's going to try to thwart your plan that God has placed over your life. Trust that it is seasonal. Trust that, that God does want to specifically take you from glory to glory. But sometimes that from and sometimes that too is drawn out longer than you expected it to be. You know, we hear from glory to glory. Yeah, it's just a glory, then another glory, and then on top of another glory. No, there's actually seasons in between those glories. And, and that's a training ground for all intended purposes to grow us in the kingdom. Josh Noel, you are a guy that I have always looked at as a risk taker. I feel like you're somebody that sees the value in taking risks. And I think that you encourage and have a desire to encourage other people to take risks. Yeah, you know, I would say God knows every one of our hearts better than, than we know our own hearts. Um, and if he wants us to do something, he knows exactly how to line things up according to our perspective, because he knows our perspectives, whether they be healthy according to him or not. Um, he knows our perspective and he will line things out. I believe Tilly mentioned something about some finances that stuck out to me. And a lot of people look at that and they think, oh, they're not doing well. But I look at that in a completely different light. God knows exactly what it takes to get you to jump, and he knows you can fly. Um, a lot of us, he just, he really wants us to jump. Um, there's been several times where I don't have a word or we'll pray for somebody, like in a you know, small group outside of church or something, or even you know anywhere. You'll be with a few people, and then once you once you, you know you start talking to them, yeah. um, you that's when you're like, oh, wow, okay. Yeah. And now all of a sudden something comes and you're like, you start thinking about that when you walk away and you reflect on that. You're like, I would have waited. I would have never have said anything because I'm putting more power in my gifting than in the name of Jesus. Kingdom in the Marriage with Josh Littlejohn, a friend to the podcast. You guys just kind of had a, a mess on the interior, not necessarily on the outside, but on the inside things weren't weren't super healthy right they weren't they um they were 
on the surface, they were okay. On the exterior, they were okay. I don't know if you would have really noticed anything if you just kind of hung out with us a little bit, but but in behind the scenes, I feel like I know. I feel like neither one of us really wanted to spend time with one another alone. I would say the biggest difference in our marriage now or that we've ever had is that we are, I think we're like truly partnered in this life together. Not only wanting the best for each other, wanting the other one to succeed, but also like just helping each other through life. We're partners more than I've ever saw a, a marriage could be like. We're on each other's team. Josh shared a little bit about the when you guys were when you guys were really struggling in your marriage with relating to each other, with honoring each other. He shared kind of his point of view. I wanted to get your side of the thing too. For you, what were you feeling? What was kind of your mindset in the middle of all that? In that time frame and where we were at in our lives like I wanted everything to look perfect on the outside and so like I had these expectations that regardless of what he would have done I still would have been unhappy I wanted him to be my source of joy like my source of like friendship uh entertainment uh I needed him to like spend every second of his time with me I thought he needed to like basically worship me. <laughs> like it's an adventure and I can't imagine, like it's a beautiful thing when you have the revelation and you see the Lord rightly, you see yourself rightly, and then you see your spouse rightly. You're actually able to love them like he intended and you become one and there's unity and it's fun. Hello. Hola. Hola. <laughs> And me amigo. I just really feel like you carry so much of the full package as far as evangelism and, and the prophetic. And I wanted to talk a little bit about that today as far as releasing the kingdom on the streets. While in ministry school, it was actually mandatory to go out uh, to do street evangelism every Friday night. And I hated it. It was so scary for me. I was like, you know, I love Jesus. I love the Lord. But I, I come from a background where I was super shy, super, very timid. Um, I never thought I would be a preacher. I never thought I would uh, be any type of a spokesman. And, you know, one-on-one -on -one interaction with strangers, you know, still to this day isn't like, isn't my favorite thing, you know, because I'm very introverted. We start praying for him. And as we're praying for him, it was like the Lord began to, uh, reveal the secrets of their hearts. And as we're praying, you remember this, Darren, something powerful happened where uh, the one individual, he begins to break down and cry. And he confessed to us that just an hour before coming, he was actually going to commit suicide. And as they're out there getting ready to get their bikes repaired, uh, we walk up. And here we were just out on the streets and we we're discouraged because we weren't talking to anyone. And it was like the Lord was ordering our steps the whole time, but we couldn't recognize it. You know, all of that time had passed by and we were going to give up. But then we were led right to him at the perfect time to intercept the plan of the enemy where, you know, this man was going to kill himself. But because God sent us there, we were able to partner with heaven to break the spirit of suicide off of him. 
I don't know how many Matt Bairds there are. What's the key to your longevity? What's the key to anybody's longevity in the music business? I believe whether or not they know it or not, or was able to claim it, it's the pure grace of Jesus. I know that any day I could wake up and not be able to sing anymore. And that's not living my life in fear. That's the reality. People lose their voice all the time, especially when it comes to bands that scream their brains out, you know, for an hour every day. Still trying to figure all that out. Like, and I will always try to figure that out. How do I lead my wife and my children towards Jesus? How do I lead uh, people that are in the band, like on the road with me towards Jesus? How do I lead people who are at a concert towards Jesus? How, all of it. That's, that's just what I want to do. And I, I, want, I want to figure out um, how to love the unlovable and the annoying and all that, because I know that I'm that. I, I can be exactly that. The reason I invited you on, bro, is because I wanted to do Kingdom and Tragedy. Oh, man, we, we've been together for six years. We got married in six weeks <laughs> after we started going to church. Yeah. Uh, on a small budget, I mean, threw it together, and, and we got married. And I go in, and uh, she couldn't get out of the bathtub. She couldn't use her left arm to help herself get out of the bathtub. And I was like, come on, like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> like, let's yeah. get out of the bathtub. Yeah. And it wasn't happening, and I pinched her hard, and there was no reaction. And that's when the... Oh, crap, this is not good. I don't know if you remember the conversation that you and I had on the phone. Yeah. I was in the chapel and I was like, bro, I am about to lose it because I had been really strong through all of that part. And do you remember what you told me? So I tell you I'm about to lose it. I said, Jeremy, what was Belen's number one desire for her family? I said that they would know Jesus. And you were like, exactly. You need to show them Jesus to me. I appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, dude, of course. Let's do this. Let's do I'm it. I'm excited. So I kind of told you yesterday a little bit about what, what this is all about, but the idea is kingdom through worship. It, it, it doesn't have to do so much as to like the type of song that I'm choosing or how the people feel in the room. It's just that I show up and he's going to show up because I'm a son. That's so good. And he's going to show up because he's faithful, you know, and so it... It has the kingdom of God has little to do with my ability. It's yeah. it's just more about my. It sounds cheesy, but my availability. You it's know, so like, good, man. When I don't understand things, it's easy. It's harder for me to yield to Holy Spirit because I want to understand things with my mind. But when things are easy peasy and like the Lord is moving and I got the right set list and it's like, oh, of course, like yeah. let's do this, God. But when I'm feeling down or I had a terrible week and I'm like, Lord, I have nothing to bring to you right now still coming in with thanksgiving and praise and knowing that he's good and knowing he'll show up and just being surrendered to him man there's something about living a life surrendered that he'll use you as an instrument what what is the actual reason i'm up here you know and it goes back to simple devotion to jesus you know and sometimes right now it's gonna it may look like me being on a stage in 10 years it may look like me being a dad taking my kids to school not being able to grab a microphone for like a month you know what i mean and so yeah. it's it's staying simply devoted to jesus in every season of my life that keeps me grounded adam fish from dallas texas 
if I'm feeling crappy about myself and, and then now my faith says, well, it's probably something that you've done. You haven't confessed a sin. You, you haven't memorized the right scripture. You haven't done enough quiet times. You haven't been in community and been confessing. It's one of these things. It's very process. It's very procedural. It's, it, and so that would actually kind of, my faith would come on top of me and almost press me lower and make me feel worse about myself. We were never invited into the Old Covenant, so why are we now, as Gentiles, living under the New Covenant, adding laws, Christian laws, onto how we live? And and it really opened my eyes. And not only that, it was like I had all of my, I had moments where God had touched my heart, but to a a large extent, a lot of what was happening was, was was in my mind. And God, through, challenging some of these scriptures it was like he showed up and now he started speaking to my heart i wanted to have you on and kind of talk about fathers and sons i know that's something you and i have had many conversations about kingdom fathers i've kind of shared with you how i feel like this generation kind of missed out on real spiritual fathers not to point out names because I'm not interested in that, but there was a lot of people that just didn't learn to pass the baton. Yeah, that's good. They didn't learn to raise up the, the next generation and really pour into them. One of the things that I you hear me talk about a lot, Dan, is I, I'm always telling you, I'm more interested in family rather than in ministry. I could care less about the ministry. If we yeah. connect as a family at personal level, the ministry is going to happen. Naturally, is a part of who we are. But if we will learn to connect as people instead of just trying to connect for a ministry purpose, we'll be in a much better place. I want you to walk away from our relationship or from our conversation feeling empowered and feeling powerful. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, And a father's job isn't just to, like, my my job as a father in in your life, my role, if you will, isn't just to tell you right from wrong. It's to encourage you to do things differently than you've been used to doing. I am sitting alongside... The one, the only, Beth Packard of Supernatural Living Podcast. What's going on, Beth? Oh, not much. Just giggling with you. Do you realize the last time I had you on, I don't think you'd started yet. Had you started writing yet? I don't think so. And I don't think you'd started writing yet, but you are finished. The whole book is about just... Um, that journey that the Lord took me on from religion and hating it, not wanting a dead religion that that had no power, but what that looked like as I crossed over and bridged into a deep intimacy with Jesus. It's hard to invest in ourselves, I think. It's really hard to think that we are worth it and that we're worthy of pouring money into and giving into. And the very first video that I watched when I got into this program was about how they were talking about good soil and the soil that we need to sow into. And they were just hammering that orphan spirit that feels like they're not good enough and they don't have a family and they don't have a father and they don't have people that love them. And they were hammering that away and they were like, listen to me, you are good soil. What's the point of pursuing something that you know may lead into conflict? Like, you don't want to go and hear stuff that you 
offend to someone else as well. Yes. That's not fun. Correct. Yeah. Um, so it's like, am I? Why is it going to be worth me going through this crap? <laughs> yeah. To for what? If there's not going to be like a, if I can see the answer on the other side as to what the relationship would become, does that make sense? But maybe that means your, your own restore, restoring your own heart. Restoring your heart. Was That's before, good. Before. Maybe it's not the restoration of the relationship, then maybe it's the restoration of your heart before it kind of took on either some offense or something, you know, whatever you want to call it. Some bad feelings, some bad vibes. The guest we have on today, BJ Beeler, him and I had, it was borderline toxic relationship to where we just could not get along. Everything one of us would say would tick off the other. The way you spoke about grace was hard for me to comprehend because I carried so much shame. I carried shame from things I'd done in my past. I carried shame from things that uh, happened to me when in the past I carried guilt, I guess, from things that happened in the military. And, And so when someone speaks as freely about grace and forgiveness as you did, I wasn't ready to hear it. Yeah, and I think one of the big things was I was very comfortable sitting in my own self-pity. And, oh, poor me, you know, the things that have happened and everything that have happened, you know, with my life, my divorce, my post-traumatic stress disorder, and, you know, my lost my job, and, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And one thing that Dan said was, you got 10 minutes. Feel bad for yourself for 10 minutes and then get over it. You know, if, if you, you know, if you're interested in just talking to somebody, talk to me, you know, 16 in the last, what is it? The last 10 years, every day we've averaged just under 17 suicides by veterans every day. And, you know, there was 120 guys in my unit that went to Iraq and six of them have killed themselves since we've gotten back. And I've struggled with suicide when, you know, when my PTSD and and my, uh, and my depression and anxiety were really bad. I've struggled with the thoughts. And it's a gut-wrenching thing, man. And today, celebrating 50 episodes, I have the privilege and I'm so honored that I was able to sit down and have a chat with Mr. Michael McIntyre. Good morning, sir. How you doing, man? I'm doing terrific, Darren. How you doing? If you read your bio, it says lifelong entrepreneur. Can you explain that for me? What does that mean to you? Well, I guess if you want to go lifelong, I started out probably when I was like uh, seven or eight years old. They had a contest, a sales contest to sell light bulbs. We were raising money. You know, you know, all these you know uh, private schools are always raising money. So yeah. they're, they're, the flavor that year was light bulb. I went door to door. And uh, I sold the most light bulbs of anybody at the age of like seven or eight years old. I got my name announced over the PA system. It affected me, Darren, when I heard my name over the deal. And, and so I, I thought, I like this is, this is where I need to be is sales. 
Now, when I gave my life to Jesus and I had the Holy Spirit uh, fire come in and, and I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, it completely changed everything. And what it did, it was take, it took the skills of Stacy and I, my wife and I learned to train people over the years. And it, we just, it grew uh, just exponentially. It grew great. When Miller said, listen, you know, why we worship for an hour or longer is because this is for God. This is for Him. And I thought, duh, McIntyre, you idiot. Why, why didn't you realize that? Of course it is. That's why it's called worship. Jesus said in Luke 17, 21, that the kingdom is not here or there. It's inside of you. So if the kingdom is inside of me, that means that the king is inside of me. Wherever the king is, his word is also. So his word is actually inside of me as well. I will say this, the best relationships you have, the most important people that you have relationships with are the ones that there might be more tension and more conflict in sometimes because they're more important to you, because you care more about them. It's that simple. You don't get worked up about things that you don't care about. You don't get bothered. You don't get, you don't feel the tension when there's something that you don't care about. So I'm in a season right now of self-reflection where I'm actually looking for the friends in my circle. You guys know how I feel about that. I've, I've talked about that a lot, that I feel like we're called to be vulnerable with a few so that we can be authentic to the whole world. So I've got a few people in my circle of influence, my circle of trust that I just, I trust and I'm vulnerable with. And I've actually gone to those people here in this season and I've said, you know what? I need you guys to help me with my blind spots. But it was so fun and it was so relaxing. And the Lord just really gave me a new perspective and a clean perspective about, man, it's okay to be who you are. And it's okay that you may struggle with some things that nobody else struggles with. And it, it's okay that you have gifts and talents that nobody else has. And it's okay that your kids don't look like everybody else's kids. And it really just crushed that that spirit of comparison that I think we often have. Like we look at everybody else's lives, we look at everybody else's homes, we look at everybody else's vehicles, we look at everybody else's vacations on Facebook and Instagram, and we see all the things that they're doing and all the adventures that they're having. And the bottom line is, God wants to do this journey with you, and he's gonna bring things specifically your way. We love you guys so much. If you want to give to what we're doing here financially, uh, that's for Kingdom Bringer Ministries through the blog, through the podcast, whatever, go to kingdombringer.com, click the donate tab and select Kingdom Bringer. And I would be so honored. I'd be so blessed by that. And I thank you in advance for all that's coming through that. We thank you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Once again, let your friends know about us. Until next time, be blessed.